السلام عليك زين الأنبياء السلام عليك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه After the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, ascended into the seven heavens and came to the Sidrat al-Muntaha, the furthest most low tree, after this that he was ascended further to where he heard the scratching of the pins that were writing down the divine decree. It was after this that our Prophet وسلم, came into the divine presence. It was then that our Prophet beheld our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala and was gifted the greatest gift of all which is the ability to gaze upon the noble countenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was only our Prophet amongst all of creation that was gifted to gaze upon the noble countenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here in this world this is something that Moses alayhi salam asked but the response was is that you will not see me not here in this world. This was reserved for the beloved of Allah, our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And after gazing upon the noble countenance of Allah, our Prophet then went into prostration. And when he went into prostration, is that his Lord addressed him. So not only did he see Allah, then Allah addressed him directly and said to him, O Muhammad, and then the Prophet responded sallallahu alayhi wa that labaik, labaik, ever at your service, O Lord. And then Allah said to the Prophet, Sell, ask. So just think about the beauty of this moment. This is the beloved Prophet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah brought him close. And Allah ta'ala brought him unto his presence. And permitted for him to gaze upon him. And then our Prophet prostrates and Allah spoke to him and says to him, O Muhammad, labbaik, our Prophet responds. And then Allah says, Sal, ask. And then our Prophet went on to say, that indeed that you took Ibrahim as a khalil, as an intimate friend, and that you gave him an immense kingdom. And you spoke to Moses, and you gave David that an immense kingdom. And you softened iron for him and you subjugated the mountains to him. You also gave Suleiman an immense kingdom, and you subjugated to him the jinn, human beings, and even devils. You subjugated to him the winds, and you gave him a dominion that wasn't befitting for anyone after him to have the likes of it. That you taught Isa, the prophet Jesus, the Torah and the gospel, and you gave him the ability to cure the blind and to heal the leper and to bring people to life by the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you protected him and his mother from the repudiated devil and such that shaitan had no way over him. And then Allah ta'ala says, And I have taken you as a habib. And I have taken you as a habib. Which indicates this is the highest station of all, to be the beloved of Allah. And our Prophet shares in many of the other names of the various Prophets who came before him. But only our Prophet ﷺ was gifted with the name Habib Allah. 
And so if someone tries to tell you that love isn't a part of our deen, then they need to go back and to learn their deen properly. This is the greatest gift that our Prophet was given. He was the Habib Allah. He was the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was gifted this very blessed name in this very blessed night. Which we should always remind ourselves that of all of the nights of our Prophet, this is the greatest night of all for him. The day that he traveled by night to Jerusalem, ascended in through the seven heavens to the Sidrat al-Muntaha, to the place where he heard the scratching of the pins of the divine decree into the divine presence. And then Allah Taala that gave him this ever so blessed gift to be uh, to be the Habib of Allah. And then that Allah Taala that went on to mention a number of great virtues that he gifted the Prophet ﷺ that, and this is again that comes on this very special night of Laylatul Sadr Mi'raj he said to him that I have sent you to all people as a giver of glad tidings and a warner I have expanded your heart for you I have lifted your burden for you, from you I have raised your remembrance such that Never am I mentioned except that you are mentioned. I have made your community the very best community and that I have made your community one of the middle way, Ummatan Wasatan. And that I have made your Ummah the last to come in this world but the very first and foremost on the Day of Judgment. And I have made it such that in your community that their khutbah is not accepted unless they also testify that you are my servant and my messenger. And I have made amongst your community people that their hearts in it, they have memorized the book of Allah, the Quran. And that I have made you the very first of prophets in their creation and the last of them to be sent. And the first that will be heard on the day of judgment. And then I have given you the sab'an min al-mathani, which is the fatiha that I never gave any prophet before you. I gave you the last two verses, the last verses of Surah Al-Baqarah and that they are a treasure from beneath the arsh, the throne that I never gave to any prophet before me. And I gave you the Kawthar and I gave you Thamanit Ashum that eight great matters Al-Islam, Al-Hijrah, the migration that Al-Jihad, Al-Sadaqah, charity fasting the month of Ramadan calling to good, forbidding evil, and on the day that I created the heavens and the earth, that I made an obligation upon you in your community, 50 prayers. So that let you and your community uphold them. We're not going to go into a detailed description of all of these great traits that our Prophet was blessed with directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this indicates the greatness of our Prophet. This indicates that how close he was to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it also indicates what we have received as a result of being from his ummah. The blessings of the Layla to Israr Mi'raj have reached all of us. And that when our Prophet وسلم, that was in the Divine Presence and he opened up the door for us, As-salamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. Peace be upon us and upon the righteous servants of Allah. Is that He opened up the door for all of us to share in the great blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him, even though no one will receive the way that our Prophet received. 
is that we will have a portion because the Prophet was a means for us to receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these traits are immense and they're great. But we're going to focus in the remaining time on the last one. And Allah Ta'ala says, On the day that I created the heavens and the earth, that I made an obligation upon you and your ummah, 50 prayers. And then he commands the Prophet to uphold those prayers. We all know what happens eventually, that our Prophet وسلم, that descends to the seventh heaven, and he passes by Sayyidina Ibrahim. And the scholars point out that Sayyidina Ibrahim did not tell him to go back to his Lord. And they say because the maqam al-khullah, the station of being an intimate friend of Allah, is one of taslim and rida, submission and contentment. So he remained silent. He didn't say anything to the Prophet But when he passed by the Prophet Musa salam, that Musa was the one that told him that your ummah is unable to do this and that you should go ask your Lord, your Lord to lighten the load for your ummah. And this is the station of Musa because he's the Kanim of Allah. He is the one that Allah spoke to directly. And it was permitted for Moses to say things that other people weren't permitted to say. So this is his station. And it also indicates to us something very special about Musa and I mean why he was honored to be such an integral part of the Prophet's later to Isra Mi'raj. And they actually mention that when Moses السلام, saw the expansiveness of the Prophet's community وسلم, is that he actually said to Allah and supplicated Oh Allah, make me from the Ummah of Ahmad Make me from the community of Ahmad So if you think about all the times that our Prophet encountered Musa on the Laytul Sra'u Miraj He passed by his grave This is a hadith in Sahih Muslim And I found him alive in his grave praying and then he met with him, as all of the other prophets were there as well, that in Jerusalem, and the prophet led them in prayer. He met him in the sixth heaven, when the prophet ascended. And then after going into the divine presence, he that then encounters Musa again. So it was Musa was the one who was blessed to have that an encounter with Rasulullah after him coming back and forth from the divine presence. And so... We know what happens is that a prophet goes back to Allah and then five prayers are taken off, five prayers are taken off, five prayers are taken off until it gets down to five. And at this point when the Prophet ﷺ goes back to Musa ﷺ, Moses tells him to go back further. And the Prophet says is that, that I'm that can't go back out of that shyness before his Lord. He's unable to go back. But we know that each prayer is worth ten. So even though we only pray five, it's as if that we're getting the reward of those initial 50 prayers that were made an obligation upon us. And so there's something else here that's really beautiful to point out. And they say that every traveler will bring back a gift. And of all travels, this is the greatest travel in human history. Is the traveling of the Prophet ﷺ by night from Mecca and Mukarramah to Al-Quds al-Sharif to the blessed city of Jerusalem, and then traveling through the seven heavens unto the divine presence. This is the greatest travel in human history, of the greatest person in human history, the most beloved of all creation to Allah, our Prophet Muhammad What was the gift that our Prophet brought back to his ummah? And of course there were many. But he brought back the gift of salah, 
of prayer. Our prophet brought back from this immense, amazing travel, the gift of prayer. And so prayer became an obligation upon us when the Prophet was in the Divine Presence. And we know that the Divine Presence is a holy presence. And that we know in order to enter in the Divine Presence is that you have to be pure. And no one was more pure than our Prophet to begin with. But then Allah also had him washed inwardly and outwardly with the Zamzam water, with Zamzam water, to prepare him for this journey. And then everything that he witnessed and went through, and then eventually comes into the Divine Presence. And this is why that water in purification is a part of the prayer. We have to purify ourselves before being in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see this also reflected in the Layat Isra Mi'raj. We can also point to the relationship of when we stand up to pray that we face in the direction of prayer, towards the Kaaba. And we know that our Prophet witnessed Al-Bayt Al-Ma'mur on this night, the populous house, and that this is in the highest heaven. And we know that we're someone to that drop a rock from the populous house that would fall into the Kaaba. So the Kaaba is the center of the earth as we know it, and the populous house is the center if you consider the seven heavens. And so orientation is key here. And so outwardly we face the Kaaba when we pray, but there also is a connection to the Prophet ﷺ that witnessing the populous house on this blessed night and how it relates to prayer. And then also that when our Prophet was that having munajah and intimately conversing with his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is very much also a part of our prayer. And we know in the Hadith Qudsi is that our, our Lord said on the tongue of the Prophet ﷺ that I have divided the prayer between my servant and I into two parts. And my servant will have that which he asks. So if that my servant says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, that I will then say that my servant has praised me. And if my servant says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, that, that Allah says that my servant has that glorified me. And so that prayer is a time of munajah. And just as our Prophet ﷺ was intimately conversing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Layat al-Isra Mi'raj, you and I have that opportunity, every believer has that opportunity, every time that it is that we stand up to pray to Allah wa ta'ala. And then just as our Prophet ﷺ, that he left this world with his physical body, that he was sleeping in a particular place and left this world and went into the Divine Presence with his body and his spirit. He went to Jerusalem with his body and his spirit. He ascended into the seven heavens with his body and his spirit. But we, ideally, when we say the takbir to haram, Allahu Akbar, and enter into our prayers, is that we should that completely abandon the things of this world and to have our heart leave the world and to enter into a state where we have presence with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why the takbir al-ihram is called takbir al-ihram. It relates to that something becoming impermissible after that it was previously permissible. And you can see the word in there, harma, just as you can see in the word in there, haram. 
when you say the takbir al-ti'ihram, now you have officially entered into your prayer. Certain things that were permissible before are no longer permissible. And that prayer has a sanctity. And ideally, we should be present with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our prayers. So what a gift. The blessings of the later to Isra Mi'raj are with us every time that it is that you and I pray one of our prayers. Every time it is that you and I say the tashahud. Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillahi salihin. Peace be upon us and the righteous servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why that prayer is a means for us to ascend. So the meaning that we should take from that is we should take our prayers seriously. And we should strive to work hard to learn what it is that we need to learn, to do what it is that we need to do, so that we make prayer a priority in our life and that we seek the fruits of it in this world before we return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one last thing that the scholars note is that what was the wisdom, as some of them say, that in addition to the outward wisdoms of it making it easier for the Ummah of our Prophet that why Moses had the Prophet go back so many times. And some of them say that because Musa realized that the Prophet was in the Divine Presence. And when he saw the Prophet, that you can imagine the radiance in the blessed face of Rasulullah And Musa realized is that this is someone who has come back from being in the Divine Presence. And he wanted to continue to experience the beauty and the splendor of what it's like to be in the presence of someone who was just in the Divine Presence. And everything that it is that he benefited from that, most of which we can't articulate or even come to know, because this is a prophet and a messenger with another prophet and a messenger. But they point to this, this reality that as our Prophet would come back from the Divine Presence, is that Moses والسلام, would benefit immensely from the radiant state of our Prophet when our hearts attach to these meanings and we attach to piety and we attach to the prayer and we strive to be like the angels and to resemble them and to become angelic and we purify our hearts and then that we become present with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and enjoy and find great pleasure in His remembrance, striving to do everything that it is that we can do. The hope is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless us with a strong connection to our Prophet Muhammad the other Prophets and the Messengers, and the righteous from their communities. And this is something that we should long for while we are here in this world. And reading the story of the Laila Isra Mi'raj is important to connect to our Prophet and there are so many, so many lessons that we can learn from it. We've just tried to touch on a few, but inshallah we can bring this into our life and it can be an ongoing, constant source of inspiration and connection, inshallah ta'ala, that we benefit from here in this world, but ultimately benefit from when we take our last breath and to enter into the next world. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq and to bless us with a strong connection to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the other prophets and messengers and the righteous from amongst our ummas fi khayrun wa fa'afiyah wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa alayhi wa sallam wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.